the 620 Live Podcast that we may speak boldly, 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 boldly. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you, by us we pray that you in Christ's stead be reconciled to God. 2 Corinthians 5 and 20. We as Christians, we have a story to tell. Many of us have gone through different things in our lives. Some of us have had major events happen in our lives. We all have a testimony, and, and like I said, we all have a story to tell. But none of our stories match the greatest story ever told, and that is the story of Jesus Christ and the salvation that he offered. And what people need to understand, and I don't really know that a lot of people do, is that God did not have to send his son. God did not have to come down to become 100% man, as well as still being 100% God, because he is God. He is completely and utterly holy. So he, he didn't have to, but he did come because of his love for us. I'm I'm not a father. I'm I'm not a dad or a daddy, whatever term you want to use there. So I can't speak as a as a parent, but I can say that it that it had to be extremely difficult, you know, and and heartbreaking and heart rendering. And maybe I'm looking at this from a human perspective that. You know, I, I don't know that any person, any parent out there could send their child to be a sacrifice to save anyone else. You know, it's it's one of the things that I would think that we would be really selfish. You know, if it was to save a thousand people, I don't think that we could do it. But... God so loved the world that he sent his son Jesus to die for us. And that he sent Jesus to die for you, me, and anybody else listening to this and everybody who's not. But the thing is, God would have sent his son to save just one person. You know, because if one person gets saved because of a sermon preached or a podcast listened to or you know, a martyr, then in, in essence, it's truly successful because, you know, that's one more for the kingdom. But, you know, that's that's the greatest story ever told. And you've heard that throughout your life going to church. And, you know, but the second greatest story is the story of what Jesus has done for us. I don't mean the salvation. Like I said, that is the number one story. But for instance, a, a bit of my story is that you know, Jesus has saved my soul. 
Jesus has saved me from dying at least twice that I know of. Not to mention the fact that Jesus, you know, has blessed me with the life that I have. You know, he loves me unconditionally while yet, you know, there's times, and I'm ashamed to admit it, but I'm going to admit it, that sometimes I put conditions on love, and Jesus never once does that. You know, if you hate him, he still loves you. You know, it it's things like this that make us, you know, I'm trying to think how to say this, really look back at what all Jesus has done for for each and every one of us. And, you know, me specifically, because I can't speak for anyone else, but, you know, a lot of people may say, well, Richard, he, he took your blindness. You know, he took your sight. You're, you're blind. But, you know, I think in taking my sight, Jesus blessed me with the ability to actually see. You know, I would... Whenever I could see, I would judge on this or judge on that from a visual perspective. Instead of looking at people's hearts, not that, you know, I didn't think, you know, oh, well, that's a that's a good person. But, you know, I would look at the the outward beauty of, you know, say nature and, you know, people and, and things along that line. But yet now that I cannot see, you know, with my eyes, I think I truly see now because there is a big difference between being able to visually see as well as being able to like emotionally see or spiritually see because you actually look deep inside and see how a person is you notice actions and feelings and and all of that just a little bit more but you know we're called to tell this story uh, of us and of Jesus but I'm not sure if you've ever really noticed how actually difficult that is to do. You know, whenever in school I would have to get up and, you know, maybe give speeches or talks. You know, I remember doing it in middle school and and things like that. And, and I would be nervous. I think nervousness is a part of it to an extent. But I also want to say that, you know, it's, I'm not really sure if you can say this is nervousness, but what will others think of me? You know, what will others, you know, how will they react to me? But the thing is, we let the humanist part of us, the flesh, you know, as we'll call it, control us when, in essence, we need to let Jesus roll. You know, we need to let him take control and let him guide. Because while the story, you know, spreading the word may be difficult for us because of, you know, human nature, Jesus, on the other hand, you know, is not worried. He, you know, he will go through it. He will do it. You know, and if we let him guide us, then by his power, we can spread that word and, you know, spread that story, spread the gospel, spread the good news. And that's what we need to do. That's what we're called to do. Because, you know, we're called to make disciples of all nations, not certain places, but of all, A-L-L, you know. And whenever I write that out using that verse and that, and that you know, phrasing there, I always try to capitalize A-L-L because of the super importance that those three letters have. You know, and the reason that this is such a, 
hard responsibility for us to have is due to the fact that it, it goes back to the being nervous, but you know, and and wondering what people will think. But we shouldn't care, you know. The Ephesians, you know, six nineteen and twenty, which is what this podcast is based off of, tells us to be bold, to speak boldly. So yeah, that's what I'm going to do. You know, I heard that message by Matt Hagee, and yeah, it it really spoke to me. And we need to speak boldly. We need to take that responsibility and do it. As a child, if you were told and given the responsibility of cleaning your room or carrying out the trash and you didn't do it, you would get in trouble. Nowadays, I'm not sure so much because, you know, there's so many kids getting away with certain things. But the it's a commandment. It's a, I mean, it's not one of the Ten Commandments, you know, so to speak. But, you know, we're commanded to go forth and make disciples. It's a responsibility given to us by our Father. And as children, we should not disobey our parents, but yet we want to disobey God by not doing what he tells us to do. You know, he's he's our father too. He's our spiritual father. He's our heavenly father. And to disobey him is a sin. You know, any lack of full-on obedience, as I've said in the past, you know, in my daily devotion writings as well as, you know, the podcast that I used to do, any lack of obedience, you know, whether it's just 1%, that is still disobedience, you know. And to close out this point here, I want to speak about why this is such a privilege. You know, we are adopted into the family of God. You know, he, like I was saying, he is our father. We are his children. We have that inheritance. And when you look at the fact that God owns everything, he owns this computer that I'm doing this on. He owns this microphone that I'm speaking into. He owns this desk that the computer sits on. He owns each and everything, but yet we want to claim it as our own. You know, we are privileged or should feel privileged to be in that family, you know, to give back, to, you know, spread the word, to help others, to do all that we can do for the family. You know, you love your family. You want them to come around. Well, you know, most of us do anyway. They are those family members, and, and you know what I mean there. But we're to love them as well. You know, you want to spend time with those that you love, so therefore wouldn't you want to spend an entire eternity with them? You know, here on earth we want to spend time with them, to see them, to talk to them. You know, because we do love them. You know, but as the verse says, it life is but a vapor. You know, this is a short time. Whether it's two hours that they spend with us here on earth, that is nothing in comparison to eternity. And to put it a little bit, you know, more perspective, say they spent a hundred years with you here on earth. I'm sure the, the flesh in us would get tired of them, you know. Uh, we all have those family members, too. You know, we still love them. God still loves them. You know, but when you want to spend eternity with them, a hundred years here does not even compare to eternity. You know, in case you didn't know, eternity lasts forever. Yeah, think about that one more time. Eternity lasts forever. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may 
open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Ephesians six nineteen and 20. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe. And feel free to contact me, 620lifepodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is 620-L-I-F-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. God bless.